The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. My Zaydi, Harav Yosef Shapiro, Zatzal, was a rav in Pittsburgh in Politzedek for almost 50 years. On one occasion, the following Shaila made it to my Zaydi, a very sad Shaila. A wonderful person had passed away, somebody who was a Shemar Shabbos. Unfortunately, the children of this person did not go in the ways of their father. They sat Shiva, but when Shiva ended, they weren't religious. They didn't keep Shabbos. So the Shaila that they asked Maizadi was, we're not religious, our father was, he kept Shabbos, we don't. He had a silver Kiddush cup, but we don't have any use for that silver Kiddush cup. We don't make Kiddush. Is it permissible to use the silver Kiddush cup as an ashtray? They used to smoke, and I guess they felt it was an elegant place to put the ashes of the cigarette or cigar, whatever it was. Could we put it in the silver goblet that used to be used as a Kiddush cup, but no longer for us, could we use it as a silver ashtray? And my father, Zatzal, would use that example to explain the Yavanim influencing what our dvarim are used for. This past Shabbos, I mentioned this in a shir, and my cousin came over to me and he told me the following Misa, which I think mamish goes beautifully with the pshat from Rav Gedalia Shore, where he says, every yid should remember, Vayigash Elam, oi, how close! How close we could get to the Rebbeinu We could be on the hundredth floor and not feel it, but we're there. And what do you do? Tell yourself, be in me is that chelak elokami mal. Everyone has that within them. And so my cousin Abshaya shared with me, perhaps if you will, the next part to the story regarding the Kiddush cup turning into an ashtray. He told me how when he was in St. Louis, he was very involved in Kirov, and he got a phone call one air of Shabbos from a person, I'll just give a name different than the one he mentioned, just to make it, I, I didn't get rich just to use the person's name, so we'll give the name of the fellow Bill. Bill calls him up on an air of Shabbos, and he says, I got your name and number, I don't keep Shabbos, I want to keep Shabbos, can I come to you? So my cousins welcomed him in, and he had a beautiful Shabbos. At the end of Shabbos, they said to Bill, why don't you come back next Shabbos? And he said, I can't. So they asked him, like, why not? He didn't seem to have too many responsibilities. He had time on his hands. He was single. He didn't have a family that he had to worry about. So he said, I can't because of my dog. He said, what do you mean your dog? Apparently not so knowledgeable, but he told my cousin that he had a St. Bernard that was like topping out at about 100 pounds, a big, big, large dog. And he said, I can't leave him. You know, I can't go away for the weekend again. I guess that weekend he was taken care of. He said, I can't do it again. So my cousin asked his wife, and she very graciously said, all right, let him bring the St. Bernard. And uh, Bill and all 100 pounds of the St. Bernard came the next Shabbos. But again, it was a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. One thing led to another, and they stayed in touch with Bill. 
they kept the shaykhs on a connection, and they said, maybe we could help you find the shidduch, find the zivug, and through different ways they worked, and they worked, sure enough, they were instrumental in helping him find his zivug hagun. You can imagine how fabulous my cousins felt. Bill, after being engaged a number of weeks, he travels to Manhattan with the one that's to be his wife to introduce her to his grandmother who lives in Manhattan. And as they walk in, she says to them, oh, of course, Mazel Tov, she's so happy. She's, of course, she's as well totally not religious. But she says, I heard that you're becoming religious. And as I, in fact, I apologize, I left that out. They indeed, Bill, and the one he was marrying, took upon themselves Kashrus and Shabbos. And the grandmother knew about this, so when they arrived, she said, that's what I heard, you're going to be keeping Shabbos. Bill, my grandson, is that correct? And he said, yes, it is. She said, wait here one second. She went back to two separate bedrooms. Now let me explain to you where she was going. She explained to Bill and to his wife-to-be that generations ago, the great-great-grandmother, up until that generation, they did keep Shabbos. So there were two candlesticks, beautiful, beautiful silver leichter. But already the great-grandmother of this woman, going back three previous generations, no longer kept Shabbos. So what are you going to do with Leichter? Similar to what you do with a Kiddush cup that becomes an ashtray. The grandmother, great-grandmother of this elderly woman had the, it was hollow on the inside of the sterling silver Leichter. She took it to a silversmith and had the bottom and the bottom piece removed and the top piece. She then had an electrical wire threaded in each of them. She put on a light bulb. She put on a lampshade. And she turned them both into beautiful silver lamps with a lampshade. And from one generation to another, no different than the Kiddush cup becoming an ashtray. The Leichter became two silver lamps for generation upon generation until the grandmother was able to ask Bill, but you're going to keep Shabbos. Yes? And when he explained he was with tears in her eyes, she went back to both bedrooms that had those lamps. She removed the lampshade, she removed the bulb, and she told her grandson, I'm going to take these to a silversmith and have them turned back into proper Shabbos Leichter, because truth be told, that's where they belong. Truth be told, that's what they really are. And that's indeed what happened. And how do I know? For I had the privilege by Malava Malko, and my cousin was telling me this story. He showed me on his phone a beautiful picture of Bill and his family living a beautiful Torah life where they live in Eretz Yisrael. And what was between them in the background of the picture? the most beautiful silver leichter and two candlesticks that one could ever see. 
because of the history and the journey that they went through. You're right, Rabbi, say there was a tekufa that those two leichter were turned into two lamps with lampshades for two different rooms. But eventually there reaches the point by Yigash Elav Yehudi, where the Yid wants to come back. Vayigash Elav Yehudi, the Yid wants to return. And why does the Yid want to return? Because he says, Vayyamer, I remind myself, be in me is Aleph, Dalet, Nun, and Yod, Achelech, Avachadosh, Baruch Hu. And that's what brings a person, Be'ezra Hashem, full circle. I saw a magnificent picture of those Leichter. For many years and decades, they traveled as two lamps, electric lamps with a lampshade. No more. They were once again turned back and returned in their journey to the Leichter that they once were, being lit by a beautiful Tayyidika family in Eretz Yisrael. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.